remember the hockey game last night. Got out of the shower, started getting dressed, looked at the phone, and saw a text. And I was like, oh no, seriously? Morning to you. Good. Wednesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, the other two teams in town that I cover. I hope you'll check those out as well. Andy Rodriguez is done for the 2024 season way before we even get to spring training. He hurt his elbow swinging a bat mid-November in the Dominican Republic, was shut down, and yesterday morning had surgery to repair his UCL. It's Tommy John surgery for a catcher, and it has the same impact for a catcher that it does on a pitcher. You don't have to throw with as much precision, but the healing period, the recovery period, the rebuilding your faith and confidence period, it's all pretty much the same. Instead of 12 to 14 months, it's 10 to 12 months. One way or another, the following season's a wipeout. And that's that's a blow. That so far is the development of the offseason for the Pirates, in large part because they're not doing anything else. And I can rudely include signing Rowdy Telez last night into that. So I get the tip. I I type it up. I put it on our website. I put out the alert, and immediately the responses are either swear words or we're cursed, we're doomed, uh, we hope you're wrong, came back at me. <laughs> A lot of times, and I'm thinking, I know who this source is, and there's no way this source is wrong. But you know what? I hope I'm wrong, too. And I wasn't. At around 10 p.m., the Pirates eventually, this was about four hours later, put out their own detailed announcement as to what had happened with Andy. And and what do you want me to say? It sucks. It sucks a lot. This This kid is, I think... A special talent. I think he's a special individual. And he brings an energy like nobody else to that clubhouse. A, a confidence, a, a, a sense of, we can go in there and do this. We can go in there and beat this team. Uh, we can, we can get out there and battle against that pitcher. We can get out there and get that guy out as a battery. I've believed for a long time that this operation could use more of that. Never mind what we saw of Andy in the minors, especially as he rocketed up over the last couple levels. Never mind the the improvement that we saw uh, in his defense, in his, well, throwing and everything else that he was doing, game calling, something else that had at some point been, I wouldn't say cast into doubt by management, but been laid out as a, a challenge for him. To improve, he did. The thing that I, I, I love about Andy now is the same thing that I loved about him when he came in that three-team trade from the Mets, and that that's the bat. The bat plays. And I don't even believe that we saw 
a fraction of that yet in the majors. I know the numbers weren't great. I know there were also spells that showed you what he can be and what he will be. But, you know, that's your starting catcher, Pittsburgh. That's your starting catcher for the foreseeable future. And it it hurts like hell. It has to hurt like hell for all of them. For everyone, top to bottom in the organization, to have this happen, to have somebody who's so happy um, be dealt a blow like this, to miss a whole year, to to have it be right, right at this phase, you know, and, and I'm not going to underplay it. I'm not going to reach a point where I say, well, they can overcome this. I'm not. I'm not. This is a great, big, screaming, gigantic L before anything even opens up. Now, what do you do about that? Well, one thing about this development is that it explains, to an extent, some of the moves that the Pirates have made. It explains, to an extent, the continued emphasis on how Henry Davis will report to Bradenton as a full-time catcher. Uh, That had been, in fairness here, made very clear by Ben Sherrington, by Derek Shelton, by all concerned, way before Andy was hurt. I think what this does is it just cements it. I think this puts them in a spot where if they don't like what they see of Henry whenever they get to the pitchers and catchers portion at Pirate City, they're going to be like, well, you know what? Let's just keep working harder because this kid's now the catcher here. They've got Jason DeLay, who's got the luckiest offensive numbers any of us have ever witnessed in a lifetime with his uncanny ability to just find grass with any random batted ball. But the numbers are the numbers and became a more than dependable defensive catcher, a more than dependable uh, game caller. Mitch Keller, by season's end, swore by him. So it's not as if you're starting from scratch and it's not as if you're putting somebody into that catching spot who isn't part of your future. Henry is a 1-1, remember? And maybe things will tilt more in Henry's favor once all of the clouds over where he's going to play and what kind of future he has here or there or right field or first base or whatever. Because now you're telling Henry and you're acting on it that you're our guy, you're our catcher, you're the man. Set aside any and all other thoughts you might have had, young man, because this is now your task. And maybe that in and of itself improves his performance behind the plate. But, but again, I'm not here to sugarcoat this. This is, this is bad. Uh, and more than anything, this is bad for just a wonderful dude. Yeah. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, 
and eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Dave, who offers in his best snide voice. So, DK, what are we to make of this momentous signing? Typical Pirates, Dave, is referring, of course, to the one-year, $3 million signing of Rowdy Telez, formerly of the Brewers, formerly, as in a couple of years ago, a 35-home run guy in a very hitter-friendly park, in Milwaukee, who fell on hard times last season, including injury issues. The extent to which that would have affected his performance, uh, you know, I'm not in a great position to say that. I'm also not ever in a great position to judge brewers. Let me explain that a little bit. I have this affinity for that stadium and for that city. So I make most of the Milwaukee trips for our website, DK Pittsburgh Sports. And I have seen now 15 years of the Brewers bashing the Pirates' heads against the wall. So every hitter to me looks like a baseball god. And Telez really kind of resonates with me from the way he performed a couple of years ago because he had monster games against Pittsburgh up there. He would step into the box with guys all over the bases. The crowd loved him, and the crowd would really build up through the entire bat, get up on their feet, and then there it went. He put that gigantic frame of his into the ball, and that's the kind of stuff that I remember about Teles. That's the kind of stuff that marks him for me. Now, his numbers from 2023 aren't kind to him. You're talking about a 218 batting average. Everything fell. Everything fell off. But here's my issue as it relates to the Teles signing. Is he an upgrade or is he worse than Carlos Santana? By one metric over the course of the entire season, this calendar year, Telez was the 24th worst, with a T, player in all of Major League Baseball. 24th worst. Santana was middle of the pack, offensively, above average, defensively. Got votes for Gold Glove. He also was through the roof, as a clubhouse guy, 
however much you value that or you don't, you would take Santana in every other category, not least of which is that he's really tight with O'Neill Cruz, who's going to be facing some kind of obstacles, including mental ones, as he makes his way back. Now, I'd been telling you guys for a while now that not only did I want Santana back, but I actually expected him back because he wants to be back. He's still available. Now, the biggest difference between Santana and Telez, as I see it, is that one of them is 10 years older than the other. And I really don't care because I just watched the older guy really, really significantly outperform the younger guy. Just now, fresh in our minds, right there, no fall off, no, oh boy, this guy's really losing it. In fact, to repeat this, to underscore his athleticism, he was really, really good defensively. So what actually happened here? Well, never overthink it with this outfit, right? Santana was a a roughly $7 million signing one year, and that was it. Telez comes in at less than half of that. If you've got a better explanation, I'm all ears. But that's that that's where you start that's where you start always 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 when evaluating what it is that the pirates do. I tell you this all the time, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. That's what this is. They can tell you, "Oh, we're looking to upgrade da 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 first base." Uh, get somebody for the long term. Ben Charrington brought that up on his own at the winter meetings. Looking for a first baseman they can have for the long term. They bring in Rowdy Telez, who's one year and half of Santana's cost. So who's your long term in this? It sure isn't Santana who's approaching 40. There are reports out of Cleveland, uh, legitimate reports, by the way, that the Pirates are among the teams that are interested in talking to the Guardians about Josh Naylor, their first baseman, that would be an upgrade. But are you still going after Naylor after you've signed Telez? I don't know. Who are your first base men, plural, right now? Because Telez is going to be a platoon guy. He has to be a platoon guy, wherever it is that he goes in his career. So if Telez is your one side, who's your other? Connor Joe? Do you see what I'm saying here? Like I'm not knocking Connor Joe here. Okay, I, I'm I'm a Connor Joe guy, but he's not a starter and he's not a platoon guy. He is exactly what he is. And did you get better? Did you really? Did you improve over the 2023 model of Carlos Santana? No. You know what you did do? You saved money. And in fact, if you go over all of the moves that have been made to date this offseason by Charrington, you'll find that pattern is completely intact. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Sorry to be such a bummer, but man, wow, that's a heck of a blow for mid-December. Let's do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow.